Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Got Clutter, Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you are a regular listener, and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. Hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Park Coalition Radio, my blog talk radio community, as well as those who may be joining me in the chat room. I hope you are having a great start to your week. And our sponsor, Audible.com, has over 180 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. And you can get a free audiobook of your choice by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And, of course, um, after the interview, I will be sharing my audiobook selection for the week. And, of course, tonight. Our topic is the organized trainer because I know a lot of you out there listening are speakers, presenters, trainers, and I thought this was a great topic to bring now because some of you are doing, thinking about doing retreats, et cetera, gearing up, already putting your plans in place for the fall, et cetera. So I wanted to bring in an expert so that they could share things that as you begin to build your speaking and your presenting and your training business and skill on how to be more organized doing it. So I'm excited to bring with you my friend Sylvia Douglas, who actually I believe right now is traveling, but of course you know me, I'll give people an interview. So we did a little pre-recording for you, so you'll get to listen to that shortly. And of course, in the next half hour, I will be sharing my tips in Taylor's Tip Time on just a few things that you can do in addition to what Sylvia shares on how you can be more organized as a trainer. And, of course, I will be sharing with you my power keys to organizing, and that is taking back your power over your clutter in your home, over the clutter in your time. And, of course, the time is winding down to when you can take advantage of this special offer. Um, I thank you all for um, those of you who have taken um, advantage of this. So um, it's winding down. June 30th is the last day. And, of course, my app suggestion, product suggestion, as well as my repurpose suggestion for the week. So before I share with you the interview with Sylvia Douglas, I just wanted to talk to you about the history of public speaking. And it says public speaking has been around for over 2,500 years. And through the years, not much really has changed, maybe in technology. But speaking before a large audience is still done for the same reason. It's to inform, it's to persuade, and, of course, it is to entertain. So 
get your pens, your papers, your, your tablets, or just sit back and listen to this informative interview from my friend, Sylvia Douglas. Good evening, listeners. I am here this evening with my dear friend, Sylvia Douglas, and she is going to share techniques that we can use to be a more organized trainer because I know a lot of you out there are speakers, presenters, trainers, and um, today I just wanted to share with you, with my friend Sylvia, just a few techniques on how to be more effective and efficient in it so that you can increase your client base as well as your income. But before I interview my dear friend, I wanted to tell you about her background. Sylvia Douglas, CHT, is a training professional with over 25 years of platform and curricula development experience. Ms. Douglas has worked with both government and private sector clients as a training consultant and has led training departments for hotel companies. Her government clients have included the United States Secret Service, EPA, IRS, D.C. Courts, and the Department of Defense. Private sector clients have comprised WRAC, J.P. Morgan Chase, AT&T, and Fannie Mae. Sylvia Douglas has been in the hospitality industry for 12 years, beginning as a consultant to Maristar Hotels and Resorts, now Interstate Hotels and Resorts, then as the Director of Human Resources at Hilton Crystal City, Arlington, Virginia. Her career then brought her to the corporate office as a Director of Learning and Development first for the Interstate Hotels and Resorts, then Hersha Hospitality and Management. She is currently the Director of Training for Crestline Hotels and Resorts, Fairfax, Virginia, developing and delivering both classroom training and online learning to executive and management employees throughout their portfolio. She has maintained a long relationship with America Hotel and Lodging Association's Educational Institute and has been a board member for five years. Well, good evening, Sylvia. Good evening, Janet. How are you? I am doing wonderful. You have had a very impressive career, but also something I want the listeners to know is that not only are you a trainer, but your sister as well. I mean, it's like some families, they have everybody's a police officer, a doctor, um, but you and your sister are trainers. So I just wanted to start with how did you decide that you wanted to pursue a career in training? It sort of kind of came together. My whole family, my mother um, was doing um, early early education training for preschool training, and she worked well with children and always did that all the while we were growing up. And early childhood development is what they call it now. Um, And everybody in my family trained somebody. My father taught people how to drive trucks. my mother did the early childhood development. My sister and I did, um, ended up in corporate training. My daughter is a trainer, and my son trains folks in the, in the military. So wow. I guess it's just like <laughs> you're saying, Janet. It's like some families have this whole dynasty of things. Where everybody here trains people. Like maybe because we we're maybe because we're bossy. I don't know. Well, then that that only means one thing. That means the baby, the baby. I know. I guess whatever he decides to do in his career and profession, he's going to be he's going to be teaching people, leading people, I'm training sure. people. I'm sure. 
But I get, but I ended up. Um, I started out training sort of the backdoor way. I, I started out training models, um, doing modeling training at John Robert Power School, which I don't think exists anymore. Um, when I was a like late teens, early twenties, and when I went into the corporate world, they were looking for more minority women to take part in training at Digital Equipment Corporation, which is now um, Hewlett by the Hewlett Packard, and. That's how I got into corporate training, and they had a pretty robust program of um, management training, and, and they needed a, very, a variety of people to deliver that program, those programs. They had about eight different classes in that group, and I've been doing it ever since. Wow. I just love it. Well, I can tell you love it. I mean, I've seen you present and train on several occasions, which is why I brought you um, in to discuss this topic. So... What are some of the things that make a training bad? I mean, we we sat through one together, but what are some mm-hmm. of the things that can really make a training bad? There's a couple of things. One of them is to be unprepared. That is that is the very first thing. Whatever you do, if you're a trainer, you you need to be able to understand your topic on a surface level, but you also have to be able to understand it from three and four levels deep because you have to be able to explain the why behind the what. So if you don't, first of all, not being unprepared and not knowing your topic, that's number one. That will make it, that's just terrible. The other thing is to be so rooted in in your notes and things that you can't read the room. The inability or the um, refusal to read the room. You have to look at your at your audience and see are they getting it. Is that point that I made resonating with them? It's when I um, do train the trainer work. I, my um, constant lament is: it's not about you; it's about your audience. It's not about you training; it's about them learning. So you have to make sure that they're understanding the points. So you have to constantly be checking in with them, just visually, and you can be able to read your people. The other thing is. Unless you're teaching something that is very somber, to have a little fun with it. If if it's just the facts, ma'am, through the whole experience, then people are going to start to check out. You only have their attention for about 20 minutes, and then they go off and sort laundry in their head or whatever, what am I going to have for dinner or that sort of thing. So you have to constantly keep your audience engaged. So you have a little humor well-placed humor, and um, humor can go either way. You've got to be careful with humor. But throughout, so people have an enjoyable experience, and then they will stay with you. If it's just the facts through the whole thing, then they will check out, and you won't, um, you won't be as successful. And the other thing is um, Janet and I were at a training a couple of a couple of weeks ago, and it can't be all about you. I did this, and I did that, and I am this, and I am that. It's Again, it's not about you. There has to be some um, weighing of your abilities and being able to prove that someone should listen to you. So you have to be able to, to um, toot your own horn. But if, it's, if the whole presentation becomes about, you, then you you will lose your audience then too. It's not about you; it's about them learning. And and you're right about that because I mean the training that we attended, 
I checked out. Mm-hmm. I checked in, you know, when, when they said something profound, then I checked back out again. Yep. But you're so right about reading your audience um, because sometimes you just have to, like you said, you have to check in. There are times I stand in front of a group and nobody, they're just looking at me. So I begin mm-hmm. to try engage them. It's like, okay, does everybody understand? Do they have any questions? It's like doing that periodic check-in. But also sometimes when people really know that you see, even though you're standing in front of them, but you see everything, because I remember I did a training, and this woman started making these funny faces. And I could tell from, but I could tell from the, 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 her facial expression, she was in pain. So I just said, I just said, looked at her and I said, are you okay? Are you all right? Is everything okay? And she said, yeah, I'm in a little pain. I'll be okay. I'll go get some aspirin during the break or whatever. So sometimes people just like to know that you're just not up there just shooting a bunch of facts out, that you are actually engaging them, et cetera. So, um, I think that was, that's a really good point that you made, Janet. The idea that you noticed what was going on with the group. People notice you noticing, and then they feel that you are connected to them, that you care about them, and then they will connect back with you, and then the learning can happen. If you don't have that, then you lose you lose a lot of your your people and your audience. They they are sitting in the chairs, but they're not with you. Mm, that's a good that's a good tip. They're sitting in the chairs, but they're really not with you. Mm, that's good. So, what should a trainer always do? you know, to be organized before they present, you know, during? What are some of the things? Well, the first thing is you should be there an hour ahead of time. And it literally is an hour because stuff happens. the, The projector doesn't work. You forgot something. You need to go make some copies. Stuff happens. It's better for you to get there, be set up so when the first um participants walk through the door, you are there and ready to receive them, and you're not trying to pull yourself together, with, you know, ruffling papers and all that, that you are ready to deliver your your presentation. So an hour ahead of time and set your pieces up, and at least 30 minutes before, you should be sitting, sipping coffee, waiting for them. That's That's the first thing. Again, know your material. Take time to study and make t- make time to understand your topic. Sometimes you get something that's a little bit newer to you or a, a different perspective on what you typically train, and therefore you, you you might need to do a little bit of extra work to make sure that you're ready for your audience. Those two things absolutely to prepare. And the other thing that seems like slightly off topic, but it really is, is to identify what are you going to be wearing because the audience, through the whole thing, if you have a presentation and it's an hour, it might be a whole day or several days, they're doing nothing but looking at you. So you need to be professional. You need to be comfortable. You need to be appropriate. If you're teaching people how to um, um, plumbing, then you don't go in a, in a three-piece suit. If you're teaching them business um, topics, then you don't go casual. You also have to have on something that's comfortable for you, that you're not going to be feeling these clothes sitting on you through the whole thing because it will distract you. This is the time to wear, if you're going to do a business presentation, for example, to wear your favorite suit, to make your, most, your comfortable professional shoes, not your sneakers because, yes, they're comfortable, but they are not appropriate. 
um, your comfortable shoes, not to have change in your pocket. It, think about the things that you do when you're training that can that show that you're nervous. Um, when I'm at work, I notice I, I wish they would stop buying pins that click because <laughs> you sit in the meeting, you hear it tick, 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 and you know the person is scared to speak. So put the pen down. Things like that. Be aware of the, of your signals that say that you're nervous because nervousness is part of it. You should be a little bit nervous before you step out there because it means that you're emotionally checking to make sure you have all your stuff ready. Hmm. You know, I like the, the. I want to go back to a couple of points. One, learning the material, and that is key because I do training for a firm in New York, and a lot of times the topics may be a little out of the organizing subject matter. So I always review the materials, and what I've learned for myself is I try to um, put a little something about an experience that I've had about mm-hmm. that specific subject matter. Yeah. So that it makes it a little bit more relatable, and it makes me a little bit more comfortable. But in regards to the dress, I remember I did a training for the employees at Rutgers, and I did three. So on the first training, they gave me this cute little goodie bag with one of the scarves. Mm-hmm. So for the other trainings I did, I had two in one day, I wore the colors, which was I had a black dress and a um, black uh, sweater, but I had the scarf, which was black and red, around my neck. Mm-hmm. So when they came in the door, they saw me with the little rutter scarf. So, you know, so. <laughs> Those little things make a difference. Again, you, yeah. you, you've got to connect to your audience. You don't want – they're coming into the training, most everybody, particularly if you're training adults. With a, a sub, with a knowledge base already around some of what you're talking about, otherwise they would not have chosen to come and talk to you at all. And um, they're stopping something else that they're doing to coming to, to come to your training. So they're already a bit distracted. So when you can do something that says "I'm with you," wearing those rector's colors says "I'm with you," then they can connect and they can relax and they can sit back and and listen to what. Um, your presentation encompasses. And, and I agree that you need to be, when that first person walks through the door, it makes them feel so good when you're there smiling and you're ready mm-hmm. and you are you and you can engage them in it because a lot of times I find when I do training and people are the first ones, they'll begin to tell you why they showed up for the training. Mm-hmm. And you've got to know that. Mm-hmm. You have to know that some people come to the classes because they want to get. Some people want to get out of work for an hour. Some people are. I've always wanted to know about whatever your topic is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a it's a requirement of their of their work that they're in these classes. And it, but you but you have to. Find, it's important to know that because then you could work with those people during the presentation. Um, there's those things that you can you can throw out little tips you can throw out that will help that person because you know they need this for a project that they've got at work. Something that I want to tag on to what you said is is um, using a bit of storytelling in your presentation, a subject that how you've used it so people can, can relate to this is how you use it in the real world. If you're just um, spilling out facts, then 
there are certain levels that people doubt, yeah, 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 sure, that's in the book, but is that really going to happen? But when you put together a, a story or you're able to say, when I was here, here's how I used this information, then people can start to see themselves using this the data that you're you're um you know, you're passing to them and then again they connect yet again with you and that is and that, and that is true because I have a, a presentation coming up on how to incorporate health healthy living into your lifestyle and I'm going to share with them how I had to how I was getting ready to present and somebody took my blood pressure and I was you know they found it was a little high, so just how, you know, I did that. So, Sylvia, you have given so many wonderful tips, which I have write, written a few down on my little piece of paper right here. Um, <laughs> do you have any any final tips um, that, you know, you do, any rituals you do um, that you can share with the listeners on how they can be a more organized and efficient and effective trainer? One of the things that you have to do is you have to take care of yourself while you're up there. If you have an all-day training, then you have to take care of your throat. And um, people forget about that. You get People get tied up, and I've got to make sure I have all my things running. But you have to be okay up there as well. That's why we talk. I talk about wearing the clothing that's comfortable for you, that this is not the time that you, the, the belt's too tight or something like that, that you have to worry about that throughout the whole thing. Um, but... If you have to talk all day, you have to work on your voice. You have to. Um, I I drink mint tea if I'm training all day. Um, it's one of my favorites. But it's but the tea without the milk, that kind of thing helps to soothe your throat, and then you feel a little bit better. You can't you can't have a lozenge because you start talking and choking to death throws the whole class off. So don't do that. <laughs> so you have, to, you have to think about what am I going to do to take care of myself while I'm up here. Um, another tip, another thing, eye contact with people. Walk the room if you can. If you're not up on a stage and with, with a podium, which is, it makes it drier, just, just that podium alone. But get out and walk around the room and um, connect with your audience in that way. It keeps them alert, and it, it helps you a little bit moving around. If you stand too long in one place, then that's, hard to watch and it's hard to maintain for you. Um, I think those those tips I think would be helpful to people. And and those are good and, and I just wanted to add with the podium, I did a presentation, they put us in the auditorium, you know, with the stage, the podium, and I think about twenty people showed up in that auditorium. So basically what I did was I took the mic got off the stage mm-hmm. and told everybody just to move up a little bit so we can all be closer mm-hmm. because there was no reason for me to be up on that stage and I'm only talking to 20 people and that room sat about 200. Oh, my. Yeah. And when you have a big room like that with only a few people in it, it really looks hollow and people then do check out. Don't be afraid to get up and, and move the people. People, I don't mm-hmm. know why they feel you can't find it there in the back. Mm-hmm. Don't be mm-hmm. afraid to move people to the front. Um, ask people to sit in some um, specific seats. If you if you can do, um, give name tents and you can arrange the seating. Then mix people up so they're not sitting with their little their little um, work clicks. 
because the mm-hmm. people get off on a tangent and start talking and looking at, at um, Facebook or whatever, and you lose your audience. Move people around. Sit them with different people. You control the room. One, that's a point I want to make before we get done, is you have to own the room. It can't. You can't have a situation where the folks in the audience are dictating how this class is going to go. This is your room. This is your class. You come in. You have. You stand up if they're sitting down. You are. You have to be taller than them. When I train at the at the hotels, I always ask for a bar stool because the, the class it's a, it's an eight hour class. Um, you need to sit down at some point, but you shouldn't be at their level because you're not at their level. You're telling them how to do something. Get a bar stool. Sit on that so you can at least get some rest yourself in in between. If they're all in business casual, then you're not in business casual. You are a little bit dressed a little bit more formally than your audience because that differentiates you from them. It says you need to pay attention to me. And you have to consistently move their attention away from their everyday and towards you need to pay attention to me for this space of time because I'm imparting some information to you. And you have to own that throughout. If you have people in your audience that are quote unquote hecklers, then you have to you have to shut that down in a way that doesn't create a mob. But you you have to then take your room back from people. Um, if you're training with um, executive types, they often want to tell you all about it. Give them a job to do so they will sit down and leave you alone so that you can take your room back. You have to own that room. And you have and to you, be polite to everyone. Otherwise, you will be you will have a mob and people will stop listening to you. And that is so true because I did a training a few months ago, and they have when I do this particular conference, they have people to collect paperwork because people get credits, and they have mm-hmm. people who introduce me. Well, a woman started asking me questions, and the woman who was uh, in the room. She stood beside me. She said, you might want to answer those questions and leave them to the end. And I just looked at her, and I said, thank you, and I proceeded to answer the question because I knew the question was relevant to what I was speaking Mm -hmm. about, and I did not want to wait until later to answer her question. And I like to keep my audience engaged. So that was a way to keep her engaged but let other people, you know, hear what I had to give her, the information I had to give her, so... You're right. Sometimes as a trainer, you just have to wear a lot of hats. But it's it's fun when you're out there doing all (laughs) that you have to do. So, Sylvia, Mm -hmm. what if somebody decides they want to hire you as a coach or even a trainer on a specific topic? How can they get in contact with you? Um, They they can just call my – they can just use my Gmail account, sylviadouglin at gmail.com. Because um, I primarily work for a corporation, and I I train, uh, I do a few trainings externally, and you can just reach me through Sylvia Douglas at Gmail dot com, and I'm yes, happy to talk with you about doing some work. Yeah, and and if any of you trainers out there need a coach to to, to mm-hmm. just kind of help you along the way, Sylvia is the perfect person to do that. Happy well, to. Sylvia, well, Sylvia, I thank you so much for your time because I know you're traveling and on the road and got stuff to do, so I thank you so much. Thank you, Janet, for having me. This has been delightful.
Hello, this is Motivated Michelle Farmer of Mary Kay Cosmetics, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet Taylor. Our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. And you download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. That's audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And my audiobook selection for this week is Talk Like Ted. Everybody's heard about the TED Talk. These are nine public speaking secrets of the world's top, again, that is talk like TED, the nine public speaking secrets of the world's top minds. And basically, we all know about the different TED Talks. So these are some of the tips from the top speakers that do these forms. And this book is by... Cameron Gallio. Cameron Gallio. So, oh, excuse me, it's Carmine Gallio. Sometimes it would help to have the right kind of glasses on. It's Carmine Gallio. But again, talk like Ted, the nine public speaking secrets of the world's top minds. Of course, if you follow me via social media, later this week I'll have these um, links posted for you. It was a very informative informative interview with Sylvia. Um, Since then, I have done the presentation on healthy living. And it was, even though it's you probably like, Janet, that doesn't have anything to do with organizing. Well, I am a trainer. I am a high trainer in addition to organizing, which I would say 95% of my subject matter is on um, organizing. But there's that other percentage, and I do training. And, of course, as you know, as a listener of this show, I bring on people to talk about the um, living and eating. So basically, uh, I wanted to kind of piggyback off of a few of Sylvia's tips, but also give you some insight. So my Taylor's tip time this week are on how to be an organized speaker. And my tip number one is confirm time, location, equipment needs, and basically the number and audience. So going in, you should know this. Um, Going in, I knew I was going to be speaking to men and women, even though they were segmented, men's health, women's health. They said they wanted to put all the groups together. And, of course, I knew they were going to take care of the equipment needs, but I always bring my flash drive as backup, even though they have a copy of the PowerPoint. Always confirm time and always confirm location. And that is key because what happened, I confirmed everything, but because they decided to do an out, they used an outside site and not the corporate site, there was a little miscommunication in regards to the location. But because I'd gotten there, my presentation wasn't until 11.30. I got there about 10.30. And um, so basically able to um, find a location in enough time. I called around to a few people, and I said, this address does not exist, et cetera. 
So I made it on time. So definitely confirm the time and confirm the location, even though the location came up on GPS, but there was no such location because that location happened to be a park. So that's number one. Number two, do final edits, updates to materials. And when you do that, try to do that at least a couple of days before. So that will give you enough time if you need to make copies, et cetera, you're not doing things at the last minute. Number three, make sure you pack your bag the night before. Don't forget your business cards. Um, of course, when I'm doing corporate training, I do not give out my business cards because I am representing my client. So, therefore, but if you are representing you, then you need to make sure you have all of your marketing materials. And it's always good to make sure you have all that stuff done in advance. Lay your clothes out the night before. And also, find out. Um, what the dress is going to be because a lot of times I do these wonderful little um, where the managers get together and they do kind of like a retreat off-site, which is what that is. So, therefore, you don't necessarily have to be as dressed in a suit, but you still should stand out. And basically how I stand out, and I'm confident enough to do it, I wear, I usually have a nice little casual chic dress on um, this time I decided to do a pop of red, which was a very good idea because of the lighting in the room. And I had my comfortable but stylish shoes. And that's something else I like to do a lot, too. Sometimes when I do training, I don't necessarily always wear heels. And, of course, make sure you don't forget your water. You remember what Sylvia said. You've always got to take care of you, especially if you are doing a long training, a long Make sure you... You bring your own water. A lot of times locations will offer you water, but make sure you bring your own water. So make sure you, number one, confirm time, location, and equipment needs, all the logistical stuff. Two, do any final edits or updates to the material you have and just review it. Three, pack your bag. Don't forget your business cards. Four, lay your clothes out the night before. And five, don't forget your water. So... And, of course, just be engaging. Be engaging and have fun. I had fun with that audience because I started with the men. We were talking, and um, I wanted their insight as to why men don't always, they always wait until the last minute. They don't take any preventive annual exams. They don't like going to the doctor. So at one point, I kind of pitted the men against the women because I said, okay, now we're going to talk about the women's health. So how many women in here have had their annual exam? And I said, see this, man? I said, see, next next time you do this, you all of you should have your hands up. Um, and I even left them with a challenge. I had them engaged. I had them laughing because one of the things we all know is you could, you should not have caffeine. We all know that. We should lower our intake of caffeine. And one gentleman just blurted out, he's like, I cannot. He said, the women in my department need their caffeine. You cannot take their caffeine from them. So, you know, we had a little joking. But you just kind of interact. And once you, for those of you who are starting out, once you begin to really do it, you're going to feel comfortable. You're going to walk in a room with 100, 200, 1,000. And you're going to feel comfortable. So that's why I wanted to have this presentation. So as you know, and as I shared, my power keys for an organized you is coming, package is coming to an end. My special offer is coming to an end. And I want to thank all of you again for taking advantage of it. I want to thank you for your videos. I'm enjoying seeing your videos because that is really giving me insight into your space and how I can help you. I love the pictures, but the videos, is just something about those videos that just begin to make me just jot down all the questions I want to 
discuss with you when we have our session. So I'm excited. So for those of you who have not taken back your power, you still have a couple of weeks left. And it's the Power Keys for an Organize You Package, and it was created for those of you who want to do it yourself, but you just need some tips and some strategies on how to do it. And you get there's two parts to it. The first part is, of course, the Getting Your Home Organized e-course. It's an e-course that was specifically designed so that it will help you work through your project. That's what part one. Part two is you get two one-hour, one-on-one sessions with me. Um, and basically, once I get a, um, a visual of your space, whether it's phone, whether it's um, my phone, whether it's photo, excuse me, or video, I begin to think of different questions. I think of different things and different ways things you may want to consider that you may have already considered, but you may want to reconsider it again. Then from there, I'll give you a plan. I mean, we'll talk about what you need to do. I mean, right now, I know I have a session to tomorrow evening with somebody, and right now, I've got all these, I've got a list of questions right here because I was studying the video today, and I've got a, a list of questions I want to ask that person um, about the space and, and, and how they wanted to function and, and some things I feel that they could possibly let go of. But I have lots of questions. So that's what happens when you send me your videos and your photos. And then from there, um, we talk about ways to be more organized, how you can get rid of stuff, possibly product suggestions. All they have is product suggestions as well. And then some strategies on just not only how you can get the space organized and how you can maintain it as well. So the first session is basically us going over the project and me giving you assignment. And then the second phase is us just really talking about what was accomplished and what needs to be the next step. So you get all that. You get e-course. You get two hours with me, which is a $250 value. Right now you get it for $59 up until June 30th. June 30th is the last day I will be offering this because we've got to um, – I had to put this on the shelf for just a little. So, again, taking back, take back your power by just ordering the power keys to an organize you package for $59, an investment of $59 in getting your space organized. So hope you will take advantage of that before the end of the month. And moving on, it's time for my little mailbag. And, of course, I thank you for your tweets. And thank you, Carla R. Jenkins, for tweeting about the show. Thank you so much. Um, your emails, your posts, and, of course, interacting with me on Facebook as well as Instagram. And, of course, thank you all for watching the Periscopes. I've been doing the Periscopes regularly on Saturday morning. So, of course, if you haven't checked it out, you can always follow me. I'm Organizer Janet. But, of course, I always, after every Periscope, I post it on Facebook, and of course, it's automatically posted on Twitter, and I post it on Instagram as well, and Google Plus. So, last week we did the bookcase. Um, before that, we did the drawer. So, I'm trying to just provide you with a lot of different ways to be more organized in your home as well as your life. Well, today is Monday. Monday evening, tomorrow is tossed to Tuesday. So 
I want you to toss all the old marketing and promotional items that are not in line with your current branding. Because those of you who are trainers, who are presenters, who are speakers, business owners, consultants, coaches, whatever it is, if it's not in line with your current branding, it has an old phone number, an old address, an old fax number, it's time to let it go. So just make sure you um, do that tomorrow on Toss a Tuesday. And you know what? Tag me if you decide to toss something. Well, moving on. My app suggestion. And this week it is Les Brown. Les Brown actually has an app out now, and it's for motivation and inspiration. And I think as people who are, whether you are from a speaker to a coach to a consultant, you need to motivate yourself sometimes because we're always giving to other people. So get that app. Download that app so you can be inspired to do what you are called to do and continue to do. My product suggestion is Travel Smith Series S2 Hybrid. That was a mouthful. And it's a four-wheel carry-on, too, because as a speaker, presenter, trainer, you're constantly uh, carrying things, transporting things from one location to the other. So what a great product to use in order to make it a lot easier. And I like the little four-wheel carry-on um, type thing. And my repurpose suggestion this week is a piano and a to-a-desk. They had one purpose, bringing beautiful music into someone's home, someone's life, and now you can transform it and have a space to create, whether you're creating a presentation creating a, a coaching package, or creating a consulting program. So those are my app suggestion, product suggestion, as well as repurpose suggestion. And, of course, you can find all of those by just going to my Pinterest page. And on Pinterest, I'm Janet M. Taylor. So it's either Janet M. Taylor or Organizer Janet. But on Pinterest, I'm Janet M. Taylor. So my Motivational quote for this week is, awareness is all about restoring your freedom to choose what you want to instead of what your past imposes on you. Again, awareness is all about restoring your freedom to choose what you want instead of what your past imposes on you. And I chose that is because freedom is about choosing. And it's a choosing about not about all the stuff. So maybe you were in debt. Maybe um, you made some bad decisions business-wise. Maybe you didn't have the right people surrounding you. Maybe this, maybe that, but you're moving forward. You're taking one step at a time. Each day is a new day and a new beginning. So that was my motivational quote for you this week. So it's an awareness of knowing, okay, this is where I was, but this is where I'm headed. So. And it's just making sure you align yourself with the right people, doing, you know, getting rid of. It's, it's, again, clutter is not just about getting rid of all the old and the useless and the unwanted and things you don't need, but sometimes clutter can be people, can be thoughts, um, so and can be feelings. So it's just about really ridding your life of all of that. 
so you can be all that you have been destined. Next week is, next Monday is um, celebrating Sewing Machine Day. So on this show, we will be bringing some some tips on just how to organize fabric, craft, etc. Um, unfortunately, due to time zones, and etc., and um, we weren't able to bring the guests that I had previously had scheduled. So, but we'll have somebody here next week. But I know whether it'll be somebody. But let me just say this: next week you will get some tips on how to organize all those fabrics, etc. So that will be coming next week, and then of course the following week you'll have the productivity expert Kathy Sexton, and I had an awesome interview with her as well. You know, it's summertime; people are traveling, people have things going on. So um, I am excited to share with you some insights on how to be more productive, et cetera. So I truly, um, I'm looking in the chat room, of course, if anybody wants to call me, 646-478-5386, if you have just a question about how to be an organized trainer or just about being more organized in your life, um, I'm going to open up the lines for a couple of more minutes before I sign off for this evening. Um, I know you have been, um, uh, this show has not been, it's been shortened, and I'm okay with that. Um, I didn't want to kind of allow it to linger on because 45 minutes, every you know, you get um, the interview, you get my updates, um, but Please feel free, if you have questions or anything, please email them to me. Just go to JanetMTaylor.com, the contact page, and I will read your, not only will I respond personally to your questions, but I'm also going to read them on the air because I'm sure somebody else has that same question as well. So if you have any questions about any of our previous topics or this topic or just something about organizing your home, your time, your office, and your life, be sure to go to JanetMTaylor.com, go to the contact page, and just type your question in. Well, I truly, truly want to thank you uh, for listening, and be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, and, of course, on your social social media network. So please visit me on the website at www.JanetMTaylor.com. So until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day, but most of all, make sure you have an organized week. Organization is the quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? Get Organized.